I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, our first of the new season. Have you missed us? How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right, Pierre. Covid positive, but yeah. I'm here for the pod. Your soldier on. How are you doing, Donny? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. A few weeks for a week, weeks for a week. we've still got a month to the season starts, but we've got a special podcast for you this week. I reached out to the Fantasy Scotland app and asked if they would kindly give us some maybe price reveals to get people... Juicy's flown for a season start. The app isn't live yet. And they responded in kind. We have got 15 prices to go through. All different positions, all different teams. So this is a wee sneak preview before the game goes live. Uh, I don't know when the game goes live. They haven't given us any notification of that. I'm assuming it'll be sooner rather than later because the season kicks off in three weeks' time. So just me thinking about maybe this weekend, but I don't know. But we'll go through a couple of admin first, housekeeping first before we get into the, the price reviews. So... Every season to start of the every season, third season, at the start of the season, I start a cup. Now, last year the cup was the John Guthrie Cup, which because he was like a standout cheap asset from the year before. And what I done was it was like community people who were in the community who are helping out doing threads, doing podcasts like yourself, stuff like that, uh, tickers, like something, we're all invited. And then we've done maybe a couple of competitions people invited. I believe that's a cup you won, Donny. It is indeed. So I was doing a bit of thinking on this, and I've changed it. It's open for all because I'm kind of kind of making it a closed book for people who may have signed up and they can't get into the cup. There isn't a cup in the app yet, so I'll see it out. I'll see it in the podcast. If you're interested in the first cup of the season, DM me at Fantasy Half. I'll put your name down. There's no format decided yet. It'll depend on numbers. It'll be a straight knockout or two-legged affair. That was last year, so one. <laughs> It'll just depend on oh, this Tom dying of COVID. It'll just depend on numbers I get and how it works uh, logistically for game week wise. Because obviously I want to do the second cup and the third cup. I want to be overarching a crowd in it. And also the cup will be called the Regan Charles Cook Cup because he was the lowest priced asset and the most points it worked out. So that's what's going to be called. Graphics already been designed and sorted. Our old friend Gunnar has already supplied it, so it's good to go. Also FPL this year we'll be covering it more than we did last year. Uh, if anybody was listening to the season before, me, Tom, and Gura did do a lot of FPL chat. But as Donnie joined the podcast, he was not really playing FPL. So I didn't think it was fair for us to be sitting for half an hour in the podcast discussing FPL. Donnie's sitting there staring at the camera. But this year he decided he's going to take part. Now, the idea is that uh, 
he was just going to listen to me and Tom, and he was giving decisions for that. But I think you see his mind. You could take more interest in it, Donny. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I mean, I, I, I do have an interest in in the in the Premier League. I don't have a team down there, so I'm not really watching it week in week out. But my Twitter feed's full of it, so I'll give it a go. It's a game I played in the past many years ago, but I found it consumed me um, after a while. So well, that, um, I'll give it a go thing. as a casual <laughs> and see see how it takes over. But Scottish football will be my my strength. Right. It's just been a bit of fun, more like me and Tom will discuss it and then you can kind of gather your thoughts there and then we'll see yeah. how you progress through the season and how somebody's playing <laughs> it maybe part-time, there's better guys that are taking it more seriously full-time. Also, the podcast will be split up, it'll not be one big podcast, so we'll maybe offering you, not every week, we'll try to offer podcasts maybe twice a week, all three of course, no paywall here, and you just can have the FFS chat and FFPO chat. So let's get to the price reveals uh, I'm going to do it in order to goalkeeper through the strikers, so it's easy as that. So first up, we have Trevor Carson from St Mirren, who is 2.7 million in the game. Last season, he was done United player, 2.5 million in this season, but he spent most of the season out on loan to Morecambe, I believe. So first thoughts on this price, and we'll start with you, Donny. So it's quite an interesting one, because he's probably a, a mid-range keeper. Um, if you look at the ones that are around him, like Sestrek and Anik, they're probably all going to be um, around the same price point. These guys were around 2.5 million last season. Um, so you're probably going to have a, a, a tighter budget there. It depends how you want to do it. If you want to do a set and forget premium keeper or whether you want to run two mid-price keepers and, and rotate um, as you see the fixtures. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting just to give you that sort of centre point for, for goalkeepers. It's probably not one I'll look at, but um, it's it's good for starting off. Thoughts on this, Tom? Yeah, I'm probably unlikely to go for, for either of these players. Um, though I think it does kind of give us an indication of what other prices could be. Um, it's likely that obviously that Gordon, McGregor and Hart are all going to be more than three million um, and there could possibly be a cheap route into some of the premium defences um, but that obviously depends on how other players are priced which we're not privy to that yet so wait and see I mean the good chance we could just continue on from last season go Gordon and the cheap option take it from there yeah, I agree with you both. I mean, I think he will be pretty nailed. He's signed a contract, he's done two years. I think he will probably be the nailed first choice goalkeeper. He's looked decent with that he's been before. I know he was playing second fiddle to Seagrist at the time, so it was hard to get in that United team. I think my decision would be based on this is where do you think Smyrna's going? How do you think Smyrna's going to do in the league? If you think Smyrna's going to be mid table and we have a surprise, then maybe he's a better option for you that way. If you think, and we'll get to this later, and we do our kind of league position table, you think Smyrna's not going to be that good, then it's probably a hard avoid. And the will, I mean, I'm not really kind of tell. We've only got two, two goalkeepers to discuss, but I think it will be similar keepers in a similar price range, maybe for teams that are more attractive to go for. Next up, goalkeeper is John McLaughlin Rangers. He is priced at three million. He was Rangers keeper last year, and he finished the season at two point eight million. And my only concern here is that. He might be still playing second fiddle. If McGregor hasn't seen a new contract, and like, that's a not bad price for Rangers goalkeeper. If you don't want to, have, if you want to do a double up, maybe Tavernier him. But the fact that McGregor sent a new contract, we will not know. I suppose until the season starts where he'll be. And to me, that's just too risky to go for. And I'll start with you this one, Tom. For defenders, 
No, uh, Joe McLaughlin. Oh, McLaughlin. Yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. Um, because it's the whole McGregor situation. We don't really know how much he's going to play. Too much of a rotation risk. And probably three million is probably maybe a bit too high for him. Um, we're unlikely to go McGregor and McLaughlin and cover all bases because that's obviously two Rangers positions tied up there. And there's, there'll be likely better options in attack. So, yeah, it's a no from me. Donny? Yeah, it's a no from me. And, and that's probably because you don't want to tie up uh, Rangers or Celtic Asset in, in the goalkeeping position. Um, so, yeah, at this stage, we don't know if he's the first-choice goalie. But what it does tell you is the likes of Gordon and Hart are going to be you know, 3.3, 3.5. They will be the premium ones. And for me, it makes somebody like Marshall at Hibs mm-hmm. um, a viable option. I think a lot of folk might turn to him this season, um, depending on, on his price range. So um, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, just on your Marshall comment, this is what we'll discuss this later on with other players we've got here as well as the, the casuals when they might just pick players they know to do the Scottish game. So I think a lot of people start this game when you might see them with a Gordon and goals or a Marshall goals because they know who they are and I'd like to see how Marshall's priced. He's playing for a team that finished pretty low, so I, I can't see him being priced over £3 million. So the Marshall would be a good good starting point. And if he had a kind of season Mark uh, Gordon had last year, it'd be good to get on him. Right, we'll go to defenders in next. So first up is, and they have just wrote their first initial, so it's Eric Graham, Dungey United. So he starts a game at £3 million, but last year they finished at £2.2 million. Now, you know he had a good end of the season, but for me, that's too high a price pick and I will be avoiding. What about yourself, Donny? Yeah, so Ross, Ross Graham and uh, Dundee United, as you say, he, he did finish the season well. He would have been a two million um, defender initially that came into the game. But yeah, for me, that's too high. And it's a bit of a worry, again, for those round about that price, price point. Um, you might find that you know the, the 2.5 defenders are now bumped up to 3 million, I think. The game might try and tighten the purse strings um, on us, so uh, it's a tri- it's a tricky one. Um, Dundee United they had a good season, and they've got a new manager. It'll be interesting to see how the, how they go. But I won't I won't be looking out for Dundee United defensive assets to begin with. Tom thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a bit too expensive for me as well. Um, he only played the second half of last season. I think the the former half. He was on loan at Dunfermline. Um, he did miss that kind of good run that Dundee United had where they seemed to keep lots of clean sheets and the goals and assists were kind of spread amongst the back line. There was a period where it was the Ryan Edwards and um, what's his name? Charlie Mulgrew, players like that were all doing pretty good. So he missed that spell. And plus there's probably going to be, I mean, if, if he's three, three million, I'd imagine like players like Freeman, McMahon, Ryan Edwards maybe going to be like 3.2, 3.3, probably much more nailed as well. So if you are going to go Dundee United, I think there's probably better options and they're probably not going to be that much more expensive. Okay, next up, you thought that was dear. Jack McKenzie, <laughs> Aberdeen, 3.3 million. He starts game up. Last year they finished at 2.2 million. And what I've got notes here is I don't think he's nailed at that price. And Aberdeen went through a hell of a lot of changes. So I don't think you can guarantee, again, it falls in another bracket. I don't even know if he's going to be nailed in the first team. So to me, again, it'd be a void until I start to see how the team's playing. I mean, I'm going to caveat all this. MD's playing the game. Any of these teams playing the League Cup, pay attention to formations, pay attention to who's playing. 
I mean, that would be a good insight to how they're going to start the season. So, a couple of you, Donny. Yeah, it's quite injury prone um, as well, which is, is one to watch out for if you're looking for minutes. He started the season last last year. Um, I had him and Ramsey in my team, both two million, and uh, I got off to a flying start. But that, as you say, with with not being guaranteed to start, they're going to have a, a a lot of new players in their team that need to bed in. It's a risk. Aberdeen could be sound defensively. I think they probably will have a good season, um, but. I probably wouldn't jump on them initially until I see see form because um, they they burnt a lot of folk last season. They're hitting this um, performances. Tom thoughts? Yeah, um, we didn't play a lot last season. He's not assured of starts and three point three million does seem quite expensive. He only really kind of started playing games sort of post split. Um, he only managed two clean sheets, which was against Dundee, which you know. They were pretty much already down in St Mirren. For a left back, you're, you're wanting to you want him to be in the mix for assists and even potentially goals. He didn't provide either of those. So for me, he does seem quite overpriced in comparison to what he provided last season. Just uh, they also say I believe another fullback. I don't know if he's in Robertson from an English club, and he's well thought of down there. So I'd like to see what his price point would be when we get the full review. And that, if he's a lot cheaper than. It's another easy option into the Aberdeen back line as a fullback. Mm-hmm. Right, next up is Paul McGinn Motherwell, who's priced at 2.8 million. He finished last season at Hibs, priced 2.7 million, and was the second highest point scorer. Now, this interests me because I'm assuming he's went to St. Monk, he's, he's Motherwell Sonic because <coughs> they've been nailed. Motherwell's first six fixtures don't be Celtic Rangers. So to me, he's the only first player we've got here that's definitely on my radar. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I think he's a good option as well. 2.8, I mean, I think he's going to be more nailed and he's cheaper than the other two defenders we've talked about so far. Um, we know what he's capable of, obviously, playing for, for Hibs. He's been in amongst, I think the first season we played the game, he was one of the top-scoring defenders as well. Mm. I think probably maybe even in the top three. Um, and he is a full-back that tends to get returns. Uh, last season, he got three goals and three assists in 25 appearances. And you could argue that was a pretty poor Hibs side when you look at, the, obviously, their overall um, finish in the league. Motherwell, it is a concern because last season they didn't really have any standout players. They weren't really um, known for keeping clean sheets. So we need to kind of see how they get on pre-season. Are they going to strengthen further at the back? These are questions we need to to have, maybe have some answers for. But I think, you know, 2.8 million is not going to be a big gamble. So he is a decent option. Donny thoughts? Yeah, you can always rely on uh, him again. There's a, a good family history there. I think had he still been at Hibs, um, it, it might have been maybe better for him. I think he's been forced out with the signings that they've made. Um, so I think he'd be one of their, their standout players at that club. Um, so it's definitely one to think about. Motherwell's a hit and miss team. Um, the fact that they don't play Rangers and Celtic... Um, probably is attractive and and looking at the, the players around him, you know, he's quite a trusted um player in the game. So definitely definitely one to put on the watch list. Okay. Next up is Kay Rolls from Hearts. I hope that's how you say his name. 2.7 million. He was last year playing for Central Coast Mariners in Australia. He's newly capped, he's in the Australian squad and I believe he will be the direct replacement for Suter. So I think he's nailed as well. 
Hearts, we need to watch the games go forward, but 2.7 more into the Hearts defence, not too bad. Thoughts, Donny? You've stolen everything I had about him. You must have been reading Wikipedia. Same as me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that is um, quite a good entry into the, the Hearts defence. I think likes a uh, Kingsley, Cochran and Smiths, I think they'll probably be around the 3.5 mark. So uh, cheap option in there. Centre-backs, you know, usually pretty solid. Can get you a goal from set pieces and that. So, yeah, I think if you maybe don't have Gordon at the back, um, he could be one to, to go for. Okay, Tom, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, looking at his stats from last season, he didn't wasn't really too prolific. If he's nailed, then he's, he's, he's not too bad, but I don't think you're going to get many attacking returns there. He has a cheap route into the Hearts defence, so if they do become one of these teams that, you know, they're they're renowned for keeping clean sheets, then he could be a good option. But I think you're probably going to be more likely to go for Gordon. And if you're going to double down on defence, you're probably going to go for a full-back rather than a centre-back. Um, and then, obviously, there's the possibility of going for the likes of Boyce and um, these guys up front as well. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Next up, the one that he's waiting for, James Tavernier. I wish he was sitting. I gave me his full name if I knew it. James Tavernier, Rangers, 6.8 million. Finished last season at 6.9 million. He is a back-to-back top point scorer. He's nailed. Maybe not so much with VR this time, Donnie, but we'll see. And <laughs> he started the season last year at 6.5, so a point for the increase. A couple of you, Donnie, what do you think? Are there these teams hey, in them? Yeah, I think you could put any price on him and you're, you're almost going to go for him. He's a premium asset. He's you know a goal-scoring defender. Um, it gets assists at the same time. As you say, he's a top scoring um, player over the last two seasons. You put him in your team first and then build around it. And I can't see any other options. I mean, you can get two defenders for that price um, if you wanted to maybe just play around with it. But the stats speak for themselves. You, you can't not have him in your team. No, before I cut it all, I mean, if you, I think you would regret not having him in your team because there's going to be times with the holes. He's a Scottish game version of Trent. He's a right winger playing at right back. You've got him in your team. There's times you can maybe go without him if there's a bad run, but to me, it's he's in and as you told you, Donnie, you just pulled around him. Thoughts, Tom Tavernier, 6.8 million? Yeah, you've got to go for him. If you don't, you're probably going to be left behind in the dust. So, given the scores over the last two seasons, he's, you've just got to write off that 6.8 million. You've, you've got to have him in your team. I thought it was going to be higher, so I was pleasantly surprised for that. But I suppose, as you mentioned this, Tom, with the whole FPL chat, you've got to keep players engaged. So, they want to have all the names in there, and then it's our job to find differentials with the cheaper players to move up the table. That's right. Right, we'll move on to midfield. Next one up is Jay Ayunga, St. Mern, 3.7 mile midfielder. Spent last season at Morecambe. He's a winger. Wasn't too blown away with his kind of ratio returns, a big step up. To me, it'll be another one where I'm not fancy St. Mern, so I'll be avoiding less. It looks fantastic in pre season in the Premiership Cup. But what's your thoughts on? Younger, Tom. Uh, potentially could be an interesting option. I mean, uh, like yourself, I'm not too excited about St. Mirren. Um, if you go on his transfer market profile, he is down as a centre forward. Um, he did play most of last season as a right winger for Markham in League One. Um, looking at his overall career stats, he probably excels more as a winger. Um, as a centre forward, he's had 81 appearances, 10 goals and 7 assists as opposed to a right winger where he's had 23 appearances, so pretty much a quarter of that, and he's had six goals and one assist, so 
you know, take from that what you will. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he plays for St Mirren because uh, obviously Brophy and Curtis Main didn't really impress us last season, not but not as uh, FPL asset, uh, FFS assets anyway. Um, so again, preseason is going to be a good opportunity to see where he's playing and how he fits into that squad. Okay, thoughts, Lonnie? Yeah, pretty much the same. I think his stats don't really scream out that year. Um, you're just going to have to watch the League Cup fixtures, see see where he plays, see if he's maybe on set pieces. But because uh, I don't know a lot about him, I'll just stay away from him. Next up is Connor Barn, Aberdeen. 3.7 million in the game. Last year he finished 2.3 million in the game. The only thing is he, I think we've already discussed this ourselves, Donnie, is that if Ferguson leaves, he might become a bigger asset in the game. So that's the kind of watch and see because he's not cheaply priced, he's just kind of medium priced. I think Tom up to prices last year, how it would compare it to like medium, low, and high high players. But to me, all our case are not interested now. If Aberdeen sell Ferguson, then I might be interested to bring him in. Thoughts, Tony? I'm probably a bit more positive about them than yourself. This is a guy that won the Scottish Young Player of the Year. Um, he's been given the number eight by Goodwin, so he probably rates some. Um, he started to come good at the end of the season um, and there was word of Celtic sniffing around after him but that tends to be the case during the summer uh, as you say if, if Ferguson moves on um, then I think he will be a, a focal point in midfield his points were he was getting the threes and the fours he was getting the passing points um, and, and any clean sheet points nothing on the assist fronts but again Probably didn't get enough run of games, but I think he's one to watch. 3.7, without knowing where everyone else sits in that uh, sort of price range, he could, he, could be, he could be a good replacement if Ferguson does leave the game. Tom, yourself? Yeah, I agree with that as well. He, he played the final 14 games uh, of last season, um, so he seems to be a, a favourite of Goodwin. He didn't get any goals or assists. He did get two clean sheets, and obviously there's the other sort of bonus categories where... He managed to excel in as well. So he, he does seem that same sort of ilk as Ferguson. Uh, the first half of the season, he was spent uh, on loan in League 2 at Kelly Hearts, where he got a goal and a couple of assists. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big step down. So, yeah, we need to see what happens with uh, um, Ferguson Aberdeen and take it from there, really. Okay, so the next one is, I think it's Marcus Holberg for St. Johnson. 3.5 million. Last year they finished the game at 2.8 million. And my notes here is it's just, I know St. Johnson fans kind of like to be impacted, but I think it's just too expensive and a kind of poorish team. So it's an avoid for me. Tom? Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. <clears throat> He's obviously moved from Hibs. We've seen what he can do at Hibs. Uh, he got four assists last season during his time in the league. Um, I think he did get a goal and two assists against Inverness, but obviously that's the playoffs and we don't get points for that. Uh, St. Johnston. They need to prove themselves to us again after their performance last season. So he's mm-hmm. probably not someone I'd be rushing towards getting. Hey, Donny? Yeah, so Johnston were poor last season and the, the transfers that we've seen so far have probably made them poorer. Um, so it's a team that I will stay away from. And he's that kind of midfielder that doesn't really offer much. He's, you know, it's, you're not probably going to get good returns out of him even if you do pick them, so I would just stay clear. Okay, next up is Aidan McGeady from Hibs, 4.7 million. So he was at Sunderland last year. He only played 14 games, though, so I take from that what you will. 
But I believe he's one of the players who are in the same bracket as a Gordon and a Marshall. His ownership will be quite high in game week one. So if Hibs come out the traps flying, he did as well in the first game week, you haven't got him, you could be chasing the, the dead up. Thoughts on McGeady at 4.7 million, Donny? It's it's one of those things. that He's got the name. He used to play for Celtic. Everyone will remember um, what he used to be like, whether he's still got that um, at a decent enough level in Scottish football. He's probably one that I will earmark. Uh, it'll be whether his price point is comparable to like some Mackay and Forrest, um, players of that nature. Um, but I think ownership-wise, he will probably be quite high just because it's a recognisable name. Um, whether he still can do it at this level, you know, time will tell. But um, he's probably one that I will work around, see, see, see if we can get him into the team or not. Tom? I think he could be quite a good option. Um, you're right, he did only have 14 appearances last season. He's 36 years old, he's getting on a bit. Injury could be a concern. In his 14 appearances, however, he did manage... To Three goals and four assists, so seven returns. So he's averaging a return every second game. And then the season prior to that, which is only a couple, a couple of years ago, 29 appearances, four goals and a whopping 14 assists. So that is quite a lot. Um, we know he's kind of a model professional. He's a big kind of character in the dressing room from what we hear from his time at Sunderland. So I think he could kind of give Hibs a bit of a lift, a bit of something that they've been lacking last season. So... Um, obviously, that doesn't get you points, but I'm, I'm quietly confident. I think Hibs have scored six goals in the preseason, so they've started the preseason quite early in comparison to, to other teams. Other teams still haven't played any preseason games yet, um, so they are getting a good run up to the to the league. Um, so I, I reckon he could do quite well. Um, so I am feeling quite positive. Plus, he's in a lot better physical condition than when Charlie Adam was, if that's all the comparison you want to go for. But <laughs> I, I can't give you both. Another player that falls in the bracket to watch the Premier Cup when you've seen and see if he's playing, how often he's playing, which minutes he's getting, and if he's getting managed or not, and then we can kind of take it from there. Right, oh, last... I, I think they've scored about six goals in pre-season. I don't think he's been involved in any of them, but he is making quite a lot of crosses and a lot of chances, and I think. Hibs are going to maybe try and capitalise on set pieces, so that could be something interesting as well. I tend to just ignore pre-season because it's absolutely bonkers for you, just the exact yeah. <laughs> real games. Right, our last midfielder is Scott Wright Rangers, uh, 5.4 million in the game. Uh, last year he finished 4.4 million. After Scott here, if he was still 4.4 million, maybe, I think there's too much option of rotation. In a Rangers spot, well, you're going to probably get players elsewhere that will return more. And I'll start with you, Donny, because it's Rangers player. Okay, so we've got the, the, one of the stars of the Scottish Cup final. Um, he did have a good end to the season and he was you know, a favourite of Van Bronckhorst. Whether he can nail his start in the team um, is probably the, the, the more pressing issue. I'm not sure if he can, um, but on his day, he is, he is good. I think at that price point, it's pushing him towards premium. If I remember last season, um, Martin Boyle was £6 million, um, So he's getting close to that. I don't think starts as minutes would be an issue for for Scott Wright. Um so it's it's one to watch. But a good player, got a lot of potential. Um but probably a bit too pricey for me. Tom? Uh, I think it depends on what Rangers do in the transfer window just now. Rebo's been linked with Southampton. Uh Ryan Kent is always linked with a, 
I moved down south as well, so so was Leeds. It's always Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, with Rafinha goes. Um, so, but Rangers haven't really been linked with a lot of players in, other than strikers, obviously, because there's a the talk of Morelos heading out. Um, so, if a few players leave, then you know his path into the first team. There might not be too many obstacles in the way, so it, it really depends on that. I mean, if 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 the status quo remains as it is just now, then no, he's, he's too he's too expensive and not assured of start. So. At present, he's in the void for me. Okay. Just before we move, see you off out there, Donny. With this team as it is, who do who the three in this players you'd pick right now? Well, Tavernier's one, so who's the other two you'd pick right now? Um, again, I'm not even sure Rangers are aware the transfer window's open. Um, Tav, Goldson, and I mean, ideally Morelos, but um, definitely Tav and Goldson because they're nailed on. I think defensively is going to be good. Midfield, I mean Kent probably is your your favourite there. Baribo goes. Um, I, I don't know, and that, I think that's going to be the the problem is to try and fit three and three. I'm not sure you'll manage it so easy this season. Look at some mm-hmm. of the point prices. So I think Tavernier and Goldson will be head of the list, and the third one I, I, I don't really know. The reason I ask is, remember last year you were out and done a wee quiz about the players were getting the most points and you said Kamara was like in McGregor. In fact, they just kept on ticking away and the points return was actually pretty high. He just left him there the full season. So Yeah, he's another one that could be sold. So, so you're just going to have to wait and see who's left. Right, OK, we'll move on to our three strikers. First up is Kyle Lathery from Kilmarnock, 4.7 million. Last year he was in the Kelly, obviously the championship for the second half of the season, I believe. Uh, I've just wrote down here, cheap option in the attack, because I think, I know he's a bit older, 34, I don't see they've signed anybody else up front so far, so I think he might still be pretty much nailed. He can Alex play in this kind of level, so... He's an option right now. We haven't seen the rest of the players price at that range, like your know, Van Veen and stuff like that. So right now he's, he's on a kind of... He's sickled in my list anyway. Uh, thoughts on this one, Tom? Um, he had a pretty good end to the season two seasons ago. I think Kilmanic brought him in in the hope that you know, he'd single-handedly keep them up with his, his scoring of goals. Um, you're right, he, he did come back to, to Kilmarnock uh, the second half of last season, having spent the first half in Cyprus, where he, he failed to make an impact. Um, he had 14 appearances for Kilmarnock in the Championship last season. He managed eight goals and two assists, and he is the second top goal scorer despite only playing half the season. So I think he could be a good third striker option at 4.7 million. Um, but obviously this is a step up to the Premier League, so we need to see how things go with that. And there is a number of other striker options emerging in the game as well, which are quite interesting. Okay. Next up is... No, sorry, Donnie. I'm going to myself there. No, no, I mean, you've, you've pretty much both summed it up. He's, to me, the perfect third-choice striker. Um, he'll have goals, assists, and as long as he can stay fit, um, he's definitely one there. So he'll have a high ownership just because of his name. Mm-hmm. And Kilmarnock, I think under McInnes, they probably will do well. Um, in the top flight so it'll be interesting to see how they get on so yeah I think he's one that I'll see in a lot of teams Okay next up Majofsky from Aberdeen 5 million so he's the only one that's I think still slightly cheap asset for up front he was hungry last year and my little notes are he's only scored 8 and 7 goals in his last two seasons so he's not a perfect striker 
But what's your thoughts on Mayovsky, Donny? I mean, yeah, we don't know a lot about him. It's it's all going to hinge on if Ramirez is still around come the end of August. Uh, he has played in pre-season and, and scored as well. But if Ramirez goes, then this is going to be your main man up front. Five million seems quite cheap. Um, you're taking a shot in the dark, I guess, because you don't have any form to go on compared to some other strikers in the game. But you know, if Aberdeen have a good season, then this guy, I won't try and pronounce his name just yet, um, this guy could have a good season. Um, I'll probably stay clear. I'll probably see how Aberdeen get on before I decide taking a punt on him. Okay, Tom? Yeah, so um, Miofsky came from MTK Budapest, um, where he had 60 appearances. He scored 19 goals and managed 10 assists, so it's a decent return rate. Um, yes, last season, I think, in total he had 10 goals and 4 assists. Um, however, he did play for a team that uh, they, they came 11th and then um, got relegated. So yeah, he did well on a poor team. Um, I, I think he probably will slot in up front. Uh, I don't think Goodwin rates Ramirez. Obviously, he told him he could go home early at the end of last season. So it's it's never a good sign when that happens. So I, I think he's obviously a new sign. So he's obviously a Goodwin sign. So I think he'll slot right in. Um, obviously, the Hungarian Premier League is is not too bad a, sta- a standard. We we know Celtic have struggled with Fenish Faros in the past. Um, that is. Uh, <laughs> We all remember that one. So, uh, yeah, so it's not, not a bad league. I, I, I think I think he could make an impact. I'm always kind of wary of new players to the league. Um, so that is a concern. So it's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, we're going to have pre-season stuff to um, get a better idea of the situation to come. There are only players who will be playing in the Premier League group stage, so you'll get to see as well. So information if he's playing, then that'll be it. Next up is our final forward and one of our questions this is answered for the man who asked. Kyogo Furuhashi, Celtic, 7.8 million striker. Last season finished at 6.9 million. So, forward now, I've wrote his notes and he probably my first Celtic player on my team if he keeps fit. And I'll come to you, Tom. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. He's no longer a mid, but for context, um, you mentioned as well, in the group chat, made and may then switch from a forward to a mid to try and sort of balance things out. If not, then big decision. You're going to have Kyogo made and Yakamakis all Celtic striker options. Will the Champion League um, cause a bit of rotation as well? Obviously, Celtic will go straight into the group stage next season. We're going to have quite a big squad. Um, rotation could be an issue, so that is a concern. And at 7.8 million, you kind of want someone that's going to be playing every week because it's, it's a big chunk out of your budget. Okay, Donny. Yeah, so class is a forward. Um, as Tom said, it gives you a big dilemma now because he's going to be up against Meda or Giacomacus. Uh, I think you know, last season you've only really had um, two to choose from up front and it was all going on in midfield. So it'll be interesting. 7.8 million is probably going to be one of the most expensive players in the game. Uh, Morelos did hit eight eight million at one point, um, so he's going to be the, the premium player. So once you've got him and Tavernier, you're just going to have to build around it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably still other value in the Celtic team. Um, he's not a must-have because um, he won't be on set pieces. I wouldn't have thought, um, but it's is one to watch. He, he flew at the start of last season. 
um, and that's what captured everyone's eye. So whether he does the same this season, um, we'll just have to wait and see. But being classed as a forward is a, is, a, is a big one for me. It certainly gives you more to think about your striking options, which we've not had previously. Okay, that is the last of our price reveal. So just, I once again, kindly thank Fantasy Scotland for giving us those price reveals. We will come back with another podcast. I'm not wrapping up, but I'm just saying once the game's fully live and then we can actually see and we can have more in-depth detail what prices and what we think players are and we can have the lobs the price bracket Tom done last year and discuss where you're best investing your money. So what we'll do now is we'll move on to the listeners' questions. If I can bring them up here. Oh, stuff added to it. So first up is a question from Robbie Dempsey at, at Molexo. With no RCC or Boyle and Ferguson maybe away, who will be the top non-old firm players? That's a loaded question. We'll start with you, Donny. So I was looking at the game and defensively, Hearts and United and St Mirren all provided the next best um, in terms of points, followed by Livingston. Livingston, I, you always get good value Livingston defensively. And there's always somebody there that will, will get you clean sheets and, and pop up with a goal with Obelai last season, who I was quite keen on. Midfield, we had Forrest and Mackay offering good value. And the only problem is they both now play for Hearts. Um, so you're going to have to look elsewhere. Up front was the, the real problem position because you had Watt, who misfired, who, uh, Anderson at Livy, who always seemed to be injured. Um, Boy- Boyce and Van Veen so you're kind of going to go off the, the names that we know um, unless somebody pre-season really hits form I think they're the ones that you're going to probably hang your hat on again it'll all depend on price it's, it's I think from what we've seen with the reveals it's going to be trickier um, to get a, a really strong team across each position you're probably going to have to compromise um, and look further down in the league for, for some of these assets okay. Tom what's your opinion on this? Um, I'd probably agree with Donny. Um, I've obviously put my flag in the sand. Wade McGeady, I think he could potentially be quite good. Um, Alan Forrest has switched to Hearts. He may excel in a better team. Um, Barry Mackay, I thought he ended last season quite good. Um, he could go on to do quite well. Um, I think we just kind of need to see who the emerging players are. I think it's a bit of a trickier one this season. I think it's, midfield's probably the position I'm most unsure about when it comes to non-Silicon Rangers players? Yeah, well, just to go on for like the question for last year, I mean, if you'd have asked me last year, these players would have got this amount of points, but Paul would have said Ferguson would have won you stick with for penalties if he stays, but nobody else I would have kind of called, like Hongbo and Charles Cook. So, I like Mackay, I think Mackay's about to go for, it depends on the price, he's probably going to be priced as a premium player, because if that's a strength and the team's going to have better players than about him again, Forrest has went there, and so he's getting more potentially more better players interacting with assists and goals. So if the price is right when it comes out, he's the one I think could have a very good season. The only thing again with Hearts is they're guaranteed European football, so there's, can their squad cover the two games a week, like before, and will they have to have rotation, and will they be taking their eye off the ball because they've got European football? So it's all wee wrinkles that we didn't have to deal with last year, so it is... I know we hate saying wait and see, but we do have to wait and see. Have an idea you watch. I would definitely recommend people who watch Premiership, the Premier Cup games as close as you can, the formations, the new players, who's playing, and then take it from there because they'll actually have a better chance. They're going to begin the season warmer, pop, because they've got to quickly clean their back. So it's a good idea that. 
But apart from that, I would just say, oops, sorry, uh, just keep a watch and see and wait and definitely keep an eye on the, the games. Right, next up is from FM Dafty at Cami Talks. League table predictions. Now, have you got one here or are you going to wing it? I, I've just said who I think will win and then what teams I think will, will do well and that. So I'm not going to what go through you, one to What 12. about you, Tom, for I go on it? Have you got a list? I've got a list, yes. Ah, model professional, Tom. Don't really let you go first then. Um, I don't think you'd be surprised when I fancy Rangers to win. Right, um, no, that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, whoever finishes second or third is, is pretty irrelevant for me, but I, I hope they have a much better season um, and you know we do make some signings. I think Celtic will probably finish second. I think Aberdeen will have a better season and I think Hibs will have a better season and I think that will be at the cost of Hearts. Like you say, they've got European football um, whether it's conference or not till Christmas and that's quite hard to uh, keep up even if you're getting hammered by these teams you still have to play the fixtures so that could be a difficult one for them so I think Aberdeen and Hibs will will see themselves back in the in the top six probably at the expense of like Ross County and uh, you know they'll probably still hang around um, in the bottom half um, but St Johnston as I said before I don't think um they've done anything in the transfer market to, to show that they're going to be any better than they were last season. And without the likes of Hendry, um, they're, they're really going to struggle. Uh, St Mirren will probably struggle. Um, apart from that, I've already said, I think Kilmarnock will probably do well. Livingston will probably do well. So that's it for me. I'd expect Aberdeen and Hibs to have better seasons, but ultimately Rangers will win, hopefully by March, like they did season before. That would be nice. Ah, oh, I think. Right, okay, Tom, uh, you've got a list of this, so let's do it to top to bottom, we'll go first, right? Who's your 12th? Oh, from bottom? From bottom to top, we'll work it. Bottom to top, all right, I'm going St. Johnston. Not right, really I'm... enamoured with their sirens, poor season. Um, they're losing Xander Clark. I think, it's, I think they're going to go down. I've went to them. I don't think they looked particularly good. They finally finished season quite strong, but I, I just don't see them kicking on. 11th? St. Mirren for me. St. Johnson for me, so just... Oh, well. Tenth? <laughs> uh, I went for Livingston. Livingston also. I think they're going to have a... I know Donny disagrees. I think... Sometimes luck just runs out, I think. Too much to know. Oh. I just think this might be the season, but as Donny really mentioned, there's teams improving. I think they need to slide down the pack. Ninth, Tom? I went Kilmarnock. I went Kilmarnock also. Eighth? He's Livingston twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've Livingston twice. Who have you missed out then? I don't know. I've Ross County. Ah, sure, I've missed out. Ross County. So uh, by default, it has to be Ross County there. Then. Right, okay. Seventh. Covid brain here. Uh, Dundee United. I've went Motherwell. Six. I've went Motherwell. I've went Aberdeen. Fifth. Aberdeen. Dundee United. Fourth. Hearts. Hibs. Third. Hibs. Hearts. Second. Rangers. Rangers. First. <laughs> it's so <laughs> predictable what it could have been. <laughs> right, okay. Don't I, I, I think I think Europe's going to get in the way for Hearts. I think um, yeah. you're going to have to play the Cup games, European games. You're going to have a World Cup wedged in there in November. When I wrote that list, I didn't take that on board. I didn't think about that. And now both have mentioned it, I, I'm thinking, I Hearts could 
drop down coach. Still have a good season, but just not be as good as this year because the amount of games they're playing. Uh, good potential. Next up, the question from Skihouse78, and it's at Skihouse78. Some folk recommend avoiding new players to the league in FPL, but I am not sure it implies an FFS. Are you happy to load up game week scores with new meat, or would you recommend caution? I'll start with you, Tom. I'm sure they say this earlier on. Um, I think it depends on the player. Um, so pre-season is going to play a big role. The cup games are going to play a big role in our decisions. There's no point in ignoring a player if they're excelling at that point, and uh, just because they're a new player to the league, it all depends on. It all depends on how well they hit the ground running. Um, so, I'd be cautious, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely write off a player just because they're new. Don, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think you'll probably get enough data um, with these cup games to kind of make your mind up who's who's on form. And similar thing happened last season with. Kyogo, I think he scored, he scored a double or treble in Europe and I took him straight in and never really heard anything of him before that game. I took him straight in and he just caught fire. Um, a lot of people maybe would have waited just to see if he was the real deal and, and missed out. So um, you've just got to you know, see what's there and base your decision on that. Of course, if Rangers still sign a world-class centre-forward, then you'd probably jump on him. Um, straight away so it just depends but you, you do get enough with the pre-seasons the way the cup format is that a lot of teams you'll you'll get a, an idea of who's hot and who's not yeah I was going to say you see a lot of teams will get covered it's not every team the European teams can avoid it but at least you'll see the teams you're probably going to try to find the differentials anyway to fit your bigger players in they're not in Europe so they're playing that cup so that's the team you want to look at and go right he's been moving for Kilmarnock, Motherwell, St. John's, for example, or bring him in as an enabler to get me so I can have like the Tavernier goals and double up at the back, like you said, or Kyogo, or you want to get Kyogo and Maiden. You're going to have to make sacrifices somewhere to get these players in. It's just where you pick the right ones. That's uh, the duty. Yeah, when you've got Aberdeen and Hibs, because they had poor seasons, they, they have to play these early rounds. That's interesting. Two teams you've said will do well, and I, I probably agree with that. Um, so that's that's going to be good to to get those. And as I say, places with friendlies, you just have to, you know, see what they are um, and, and make your mind up from there. Okay, yeah. nicely caveat to the next question anyway. From Josh McCarthy at Josh Mac, Maxi underscore zero five. All right, lads, I'm looking forward to another season of your content. Thank you very much, Josh. Aberdeen Hibs were underwhelming last campaign, but I've made quite a few settings each so far this summer. And Hibs also have a new manager. What's your thoughts on both teams' fantasy-wise going into 2023? So I think we've all kind of covered it, but I'll start. I, think I expect both of them have a decent season. I expect both finish top six. I'm maybe not as high on Aberdeen as I believe Donny is, but I think, I think I'll, compared to the last season, I've had a successful season. What's your thoughts on Hibs and Aberdeen, Donny? I mean, Aberdeen couldn't really do much worse. Um, they just had an awful season, and they have had a good clear-out. Um, I think Goodwin is bringing in his own players, so that'll be interesting. I've already mentioned Barron. I think he could have a good season. And I also think Mazawin um, offers um, an option in midfield. He he, he he was a kind of hot and cold player. I think with a full pre-season under his belt, um, he, he could do well. Uh, for Hibs, we've already mentioned McGeady enough and, and Marshall at the back. If they can get a goal scorer, Obviously, Nisbet's been out with injury. Um, Melkerson scored a few um, in pre-season, and they really could be dangerous. Um, so those are the ones to look for, um, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. What do you think, Tom? How do you think we'll do? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not as struck on Aberdeen um, because it seems to be more of a rebuild job there. Obviously, new players to the league, new players playing with each other. It's going to take them time to adapt, to gel with each other. Um, Hibs, I think they're maybe strengthening a bit more. I do like the look of, um, obviously, McKeady coming up. I think that he'll have a positive impact to the squad. Mecklerson, um, he was looking good in pre-season. Uh, the new signing, Eli Ewan as well. I quite like the look of him. Um, so it's, it's just looking positive for Hibs. I think they'll, I think they'll do quite well. As a, well, I, I picked them to come third, so they should, they should do good. <laughs> Next up is from Maz at FPL Maz. Hello, troops. Looking forward to seeing content again this season. Thanks, Maz. Which incoming transfer are you most interested in fantasy-wise? So I'll start with you, Tom. I think you mentioned quite a few times this podcast. Uh, well, I'm actually I'm actually going to go with Ellie Ewan. So I know I know I know of, um, I've uh, rated Aidan McGeady, but I think for a new signing, Ellie Ewan, and then a close seconds Miofsky as well. Donny yourself, new signings got you, Juicy Sloan, John John Suter. <laughs> That's about all I can <laughs> offer you. Um, I, I think McGeady, um, Forest to Hearts will be interesting. Um, Rangers are being touted with a centre forward, but as long as we've got a hold of Morelos, I don't think he'll um, take that spot. So I think there's probably still ones to come. Mm-hmm. Um, would be would be my thoughts. So just just keep your eyes open and, and see what develops. So far for me, I like Marshall at Hibs if he's priced nicely. It could be Gordon mentioned that. Uh, McGeady, I, I can't remember the last name of Ross County, but the centre midfielder who is well touted and when you type his name in his old club, they all seem to really like him. So he could be your humble Mark II, Charles Cook Mark II. If Ross County can still maintain a kind of form, they kind of over the course of the season. Uh, Suter for Rangers, I think, will do quite well. I just I mean, is he going to be nailed, Suter, do you think? I don't think he will. Uh, I suppose yes, it depends sir. on the Basse situation. If if we go with what we've got, it'll be Goldson, Basse, Barisic, Tavernier, that would be the four. So, and you've still got Hollander as well, um, Katic, but I, I don't see him as the, the starting centre-back alongside Goldson. He's one that'll probably have to work his way into the team or will be rotated. So, good player right enough. Um, but I think with his injury history, um, he'll probably be brought in slowly and see how he gets on. One more name for me is Forrest for the Hearts. I think, it's, I think he's both mentioned, I think he could do really well on a team of better players. I think he might might like League and Fire but maybe not as hot. Maybe in certain patches you bought him, he could be run right for three or four games and good to go on. Right, next up is from Melvino. Great to have you back, lads. Do you think Jota and Kyogo will be the go-to ass or Celtic game this season? First question. And any change to the Rangers back lineup, you should be considering. Cheers. So we'll start with Jota and Kyogo assets. Tom, do you think there's two should be going for? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think it's going to be hard to. Get, I think it's going to be potentially kind of hard to get them both in your team. Um, we know what the price of Furuhashi is: is seven point eight, and uh, Tav is six point eight. So combining that, that's fourteen point six. If we see Goldson's maybe going to be five million, that's about twenty million in total. So that's going to be a third of your budget because you usually get sixty million. So. I think Yacht is probably going to be quite highly priced as well. So I think it's going to be hard to get all the premium assets in that we, we want to, to get. So there may potentially be a choice to, to make. And I think that's going to be that's going to be a tough choice. 
if you could, that would be your first two picks. I think it was if you could, that would be the first two, yeah. Same question, Sildoni, you agree? Yeah, I'd be the same. Because Kyogo's a forward now, I would have him and Jota and then a defender. Um, just keeps the, the spine of your team pretty good. But as I say, that's not to say there isn't other value in Celtic. You know, Bada had a great season last season. It probably went off the boil towards the end, but his price point was pretty decent. Um, you have O'Reilly came on a game at the end of the season. Um, Turnbull, kind of a forgotten man after his injury. Um, McGregor was, was always good value. So there is, you know, sacrifices that you can make and still, you know, end up with a, a decent asset. So yes, would be my first answer, but it's not the be all and end all. He's pretty much. My one I'm getting my eye on so far is Matt O'Reilly. The Rodgers left the club. I know Turnbull's can play similar position, but I think what I've seen, I think Ange favours O'Reilly. And if he's going to be that number 10 role, then depending on how he's priced, that could be a right good way into Celtic midfield. If, for example, if Jota's going to be too pricey or he can't get Jota and Fudahashi, that's the way I'd look at it. Second part of the question was... Any changes to Rangers' back line that we should be considering? And that's for you, Donny, because obviously you would discard it slightly. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. As I said, it'll be Tavernier and Goldson, um, along with if Basse stays, he'll be in the centre position in Barisic. Um, if Barisic goes, I think Basse will go out wide, um, and then as I say, you've got Suter, Hollander. Um, as viable options, but Tavin Goldson will get the minutes. Uh, if Bass is there, then yeah, good, good, good pick. But whether he'll still be there at the end of August, probably a different story. So, probably. <coughs> is that all the other one? Would it be Tavin your first, Goldson second, Bassy third, Barisic fourth? I think so, just for minutes, and because you can't be sure if Bassy uh, will still be there. Um, so I think with those two, you know where you are. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all going to be on price. I think it's going to be a real struggle um, to to fill six, which would be an ideal um, number of old farm players. You know, you will probably have to make sacrifices and uh, maybe look at other teams. So we'll just have to wait and see. Tom, thoughts? Zach, same in your defence? No changes? No changes, but it all hinges on price. And I think it might be tricky, which is why I kind of mentioned earlier, goalkeepers may be a cheaper option into the, the sort of premium defences, so that's something to bear in mind as well. But we won't know till the game comes out. So yeah, because last year we got two cheap options with Bassey for Rangers with Ralston at Celtic at certain points, and if you got them Ramsey early, at the start as well. yeah, yeah. Ramsey at the start as well. Yeah, he was them, two million. What I mean is, with the two the old firm players, you managed to get the value on them. So when you sold them, mm-hmm. you had the money to spend elsewhere, and through the end of the season, you had as much money as you wanted. It's just trying to find these players at the right time again. Yeah. Right, and I think we've got no, two more questions. Well, once from Barracuda, I look forward to the new season. Interesting games launch, guys. We don't know when it's launched, Barracuda. A lot of changes, new features, respect, I think. The only feature I think will be the, the they've not even mentioned recently, but is the option to kind of gamble on it or like pick a team of the week kind of thing, which I'm quite interested in. I don't know about yourselves. I mean, if I would put a fiver on a coupon for picking five teams to win, I think I'd like to put the five pound on picking what I think the best 11 team that week is, because basically that's what we're doing anyway. We're trying to to do that if it's like one place like 67 a game we'll get us in that fan team stuff then I'd be quite interesting to keep yourself interested what about yourself Tom you think there's any of your features coming that you've not well we don't, we've not heard anything we know as much as anybody else but um, 
Nah, I think I think they're probably going to be preoccupied with this whole kind of gambling element to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to change things up too much. I think things probably will remain the same from last season. Well, we were mostly covering the classic game anyway, but I'm sure we'll dabble on that with yourself, Donny. Yeah, I think from the, the testing that they did at the end of the season, I think they're looking at other point scoring opportunities. I think pass completion was an area that um, was highlighted. We get more than 80% pass completion. You, you pick up bonus points there. Um, I've said before about the second wild card. I think it's useless um, after the split because everyone just changes to the same team and you can't really make any difference. So if they pulled that back to January with the World Cup and the transfer window, um, that might be better. Um, so again, we'll just have to wait and see. One thing I would say um, is if people didn't do it last season, get the the paid for app. I think it's three pound fifty, mm-hmm. and you get no ads. If you're in the app a lot, like I am, it's it's a godsend. You know, three three pound fifty is what ten p a game, less than ten p a game. Definitely do that, and it also keeps the guys going. Um, to develop it and, and make it better um, going forward. So, yeah, looking forward to when it's launched and, you know, with the price reveals, it's got to be soon. I would say maybe even this weekend um, we might see teasers coming out. Okay, and the last question is from Kevin Wood at Fish 89 Which position do you think the best use for the bench trick this year? I'll start with you, Donny. So last season we had a lot of issues up front. I wasn't really a lot of goal-scoring players, um, and it was one that we talked about. My only issue with that is your cheapest uh, forward tends to be in the 3 million bracket compared to your cheapest defender was 2 million. So because money is going to be tight at the start of the game, for me, it's probably going to have to be a defender. Um, You don't want to spend an extra million uh, for somebody who's not playing. So I'll probably go with a um, defender to begin with. And then as your team develops and you maybe make some money over the course of the season in your wild card, you can change it after that. But centre forward forwards would probably be the best option, but from a price point of view, I think it's going to be defender. Would you think, Tom? Um, yeah, mainly because of the price. I think money's going to be tight at the start. Midfield's probably the position I'm less sure about. By the time you get in, you're certainly can... I mean, even Rangers midfielders last season, I think I, I stuck with two defence and uh, either a striker in the form of Morelos or Roof. So even in for Rangers, the midfield options aren't that prolific. So possibly midfield for me as well. I think there's maybe only maybe like 0.2 to 0.4 difference between the cheapest sort of defender and midfielder, roughly. So it's not a big deal. Um, so for me, I, I think potentially midfield, but again, we'll have to wait and see what the game reveals. Yeah, I, I was midfield last season and I kind of worked. But again, it's, as Dory's mentioned as well, we've mentioned it's try to fit these players in and see where your fifth option, where you think it's more valuable for yourself. If you think that fifth defender is going to offer more points to the fifth choice midfielder you've got in your mind, then it's basically an overall. As Donnie said, the striker option is they're going to cost more expensive, so you're best leaving that because you just fill up the uh, Kyle Lafferty for 4.7 or somebody cheaper who may be getting nailed for games later on and then using defence midfield and I, as we both said you'll, you'll gather money hopefully if you pick the right players you'll get players and you'll be able to change out that as the season goes on progressively your wildcard if all things go if planned so that is our first podcast of the season finished well not finished yet but that's all kind of nearly wrapped up so 
What I will do again is <clears throat> I'm going to plug a cup one more time. If you're interested in the cup, the Regan Charles Cup Cup, you get the new fantasy graphics soon on Twitter when I start doing it. Uh, DM Fantasy Half. I'll put you down the list and we'll do a draw near the time. It will be kicking off a game week one. That's what it always works. So nobody gets an advantage. We'll see if they got it the first time round. I will release closer to the time format the cup. It's either going to be single leg knockout or double leg knockout. Donnie's defending champion, so I'm quite sure he's all out to defend it again. That was a couple of one. Uh, we'll be back again when we get the full price reveal. So all things going to be planned, I think, maybe this weekend. We'll come back next weekend again, and we'll, well, next week again, we'll do top four teams more properly. I wouldn't go as far as saying any draft, just maybe with thoughts and players on kind of ring fence we're thinking about. So before we go, I'll let you get plugs in, Donny. Okay, so I'm updated for this season. I'm running at FFS underscore Donny. Make it nice and simple. Tom? I'm at FFS underscore Scott. Yeah, and I'm at Fantasy Half. So again, guys, thanks for listening. We'll have a good season the rest of the season. We'll come back next week. Excellent. So, see goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. On a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.